time to switch your browser to incognito mode. Ooh. Close those curtains and ask yourself, is this even normal? As those two shifty fellas, Matt and Henry, will tell you, no, it's fine. Cheers. Cheers, big ears. Yeah. Back again. Back again, new app. Guess who's new, back? New day. Back again. Shady's back. Yep, we're here. We're not leaving. No, Matt. Henry. Present. We're always going to be in the same spots. Yeah. It's always going to be our name. Yep. Why's China Cat? No Ooh. batteries. The batteries are in, though. No Duracells. No Duracells. Yeah. Um, we'll have to fix it. One more damn thing. shame. One more thing. Yeah. Just when we get everything else working. Yeah, well, uh, once I get that memory card, I still haven't got it. No. Nope. Um, I will. I swear happen. to God, I will. It's going to happen. Yeah. I believe. We're going to get it all figured out. Pretty soon, though, uh, now that the snowpocalypse has ended. Yeah, what was that? I don't understand. Geoengineering? Geoengineering. Government. It was just yeah. a wreck. Yeah. Uh, Water pipes were bursting. Gays were getting married. Yeah. That's, I think, part it. was of it. Uh, the true, yeah, we were in the sunken place again. We were, yeah, that was what happened. Is When you let gays get married and if you frack, then those two com- combine to give you snow. One causes the other. I don't know which one is which. Yeah, I don't know which is the chicken or the egg. Yeah. But they, they both happen. They're both there. And then Texas freezes over. Yeah. Uh, and that's what happens to the chagrin of many. To the chagrin of many. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, everything was frozen, man. The all restaurants were closed. Yeah. Uh, thank God I have a, a garage, so my cars were fine. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's like, my, did you get what is it? Anti antifreeze in antifreeze. there? Everyone, everyone's all the old people are calling me. Did you put antifreeze in your? I don't. I don't know. I don't need to. I have it. My car is inside. Yeah. So I don't know. Same. I know antifreeze smells good and kind of tastes good, but it's it. poison. Yeah. So sometimes it's used in. Yeah. Uh, Every single dog that I've seen drink it dies. Yeah. That's true. Lead a dog to antifreeze. Yeah. And they die. Feed him for a day. Feed him for a day, and they die. And they die. I think that's the saying. Yeah. They. Uh, yeah. The the cold snap is some call. I don't understand that saying. No, because it just snap. all came from. What Siberia? Yeah, and then it was like for sure it's Russian. It was negative twenty four degrees at my house at three a.m. when I woke up to let my dog out. Right, and he's and a Siberian husky, and he was like, "Nah, just a, let me just pee from the curb." Yep, and I'll come right back in. He's I'll obese, Siberia. He's extra padded. N- no, he's morbidly obese. Yeah, um, he's got an extra layer, and still he said, that. "Yeah, we're gonna, you know, when he does pass, we're gonna use his." I'm going to use his fat to, you know, keep our lanterns going. Right. Um, As the Eskimos would. Yeah. Inuit. Inuit. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. That was my sell his husky blubber. It's going to be, I'm going to kind of use it as like, remember back in, uh, like start that company. Husky Husky blubber. blubber. (laughs) Yeah. LLC. LLC. Um, no, it's like, remember when like emu oil was like the big thing? Yes. Like it's, yeah. it was blue and like it solves everything. Yeah, it's the new snake oil. You never tried oil. husky fat. You haven't tried husky fat. It's like tiger balm. Melt that down and it 
stinks because we just give him like old sourdough bread and stuff a lot. So <laughs> it's just it's just a combination. We give him of the traditional bread. husky diet of like leftover tortellini, right? Um, but we do give him like they this do love Italian. freaking dog food that's like you know a twenty five pound bag. It's like eighty dollars, but right. I'm like Liz, yeah, we're giving him sockeye salmon, but I'm also giving him you know. Right. Old tortellini. So <laughs> right. where are we at? Where are we? Is what this, is this dog? You know, Purina he's, might as well. He's no, not vegan. No, he lives. He. I have him on the uh, Henry the Eighth diet. I think <laughs> he just <laughs> eats like a yeah, fat king. Right. Yeah. It's just high end stuff. Let the meat cake. Yeah, he's a big fan of gorgonzola. Is he? Yeah, but now his knees are buckling in, so I don't think it's good for him. So he's basically Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, exactly Steven yeah. Seagal. My dog is Steven Seagal personified. That's it. <laughs> but he does washed martial up arts, martial arts. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But he looks cool because he's a husky. Yeah. But he's too big. He's too big. He doesn't walk right. That's okay. I digress. You should have put him on a sled during all this. You, I take him outside. He goes like down to the cul-de-sac and he looks at me like, are we done? Yeah. He's no threat to Can run away. Can we go back? No. You don't ever have to worry about him running No, away. he trots. He, well, the last time he ran away, it was at our old house on, on, on May. We lived across the street from, a, it was like Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, like all this. And then actually he ran away twice. Both times they found him at Dunkin' Donuts in the parking <laughs> yeah, lot. I thought that's where this was going. He ran hoping. across May Avenue, <laughs> to Dunkin 36 in May. And they just, I get a call. They're like, Hey, your dog's just hanging out at Dunkin' Donuts. Right. So I was like, is a fat husky? <laughs> like, a, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm on my way. Feed him at, yeah. And then I just like Luke, come on, and he'd hop in the car. And he's like, ah, oh, this again. He's like, it's like, yeah, it's so far up here. Yeah, Luke, stop running. Like, it's a Prius. It's yeah, not that yeah, much. yeah. I can get you, get here on one charge. Okay, <laughs> I have a plug-in Prius. You don't even have to jump to get in. What no. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fat huskies. Fat huskies. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's the name of our t-shirt company. Fat huskies. Yeah, that should be our first t-shirt. Fat huskies. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? They With love, the Dunkin' Donuts logo. Yeah, they love donuts. That's, yeah. Yep, yeah, okay. That and Fazoli's. Mm -hmm. Those are the only two things. Yeah, he's a big fan of the buy one, take one. I don't know why I thought you were going to say he's a big fan of the Bible. <laughs> so, my dog is a huge fan of the Bible. The Bible reader. King James one. Raw, yes. So if it's not King James, it ain't Bible. That was a sticker I saw one time on a car. <laughs> if it ain't King James, it ain't Bible. Taking that hard line. Yeah, look back on my uh, Instagram from like five years ago. That's that's on there. I posted that. Just I remember scroll. seeing that. Yeah, scroll <laughs> on through. If it ain't King James, it, it ain't, ain't Bible. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Oh, we're going to talk about some crazy work stories. Okay. We're going to be, uh, or just generally crazy stories, but I think we got some great work ones. Yeah. Our, um, my, my line of work uh, before right. what I do now. Before um, you were a hitman. Yeah. Um, no, we were talking about that cause I, uh, I worked in the restaurant industry Isn't not a hot word to say, it's just a hot one. the industry, you know, the industry, uh, it's like the porn industry. Yeah. Essentially same thing. I mean, just yeah. less or more panko breadcrumbs. I think same amount of nudity. Yeah. More breadcrumbs. More breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, people often say that. No. Uh, yeah. We were talking about like, what, what do we talk about? And I was like, man, I just have so many like. Every episode, I want to talk about like something crazy that happened when I was a chef. Yeah. Um, 
Well, an eclectic bunch of folks that you run Dude, into as a chef. You see, I've seen it all. Yeah. And I'm only 32. Yeah. And, you know, God, God love these chef owners and everything that are still grinding it out that are much older than me that have been doing it much longer. Like, more power to you. Like, I respect you guys. Tip of the cap to Bruce. Uh, yeah. Bruce Reinhardt over at Coco. Like, dude, you are a hustler. What a legend. More than anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got out. Uh, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he ran screaming. You're... Yeah. I was just like, man, I, uh, you know, my mental uh, health, I couldn't. Right. I just was like, I got to get out. Cause well, especially just... once you had children. Yeah. I had, and, you know, all those chefs, they all have children too, but but they could, I guess, just do better than they I could. could. Yeah. Well, you know, that's I, a lot like when I went to medical school, uh -huh. there was a guy, my mentor. He had three kids and was doing medical school. I had I had come upon my first, and I was like, you know what, this isn't doable. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, like like Bruce, like for instance, those guys. I mean, like that dude is the he's the definition of like who grinds, right. grinds it out. That yep. dude's you know selling stuff at Homeland. He has his right. kids on there too. I mean, that's his yeah. life. That's Rococo. He was going to make it no matter what. Yeah, time. yeah. Me, I was like, you know, I uh, I don't want to do it anymore. Yep. I want to. Go to soccer games with Charlie. And, was yeah, here. I was like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Uh, but yeah, so I have some, some, some wild stories in the short decade that I was in that that <laughs> business. Short, the shorter than average. Um, decade. And I'll just go into it. Like my first, the first crazy thing that ever happened. That I, what I was like, man, what, what yeah. have I got myself Set into? Set us up. Where were you at? Uh, I was right out of culinary school, okay. so this was 2000 and... Is that Platt College? Yeah. Is that where you went? Platt College. Platt College. Didn't finish. Uh, Do you really need to? No, you don't. Um, okay. And I'll call them out, too, and there's plenty of people like in my situation that they basically lied to us and uh, were told, you know, you're going to get on scholarship and, and uh, you know, you... How long... First, let me ask you this: How long is Platt supposed to last? Like, well, it, it's, it's here's it? here's the thing. So I I graduated. Uh, so I ended up actually graduating the first portion. I okay. got an associate's. So I have an okay. associate's degree. Okay, doesn't mean anything, you know. Okay. But then I I ended up not doing the bachelor's because why am I going to spend an extra right. thirty thousand hey, dollars on a bachelor's bachelor in what? Of exactly. Is so it, they didn't get me on that. Platt? Yeah. So it's like, a food and bev. Okay, so your your associates is through Platt, correct? And you could have continued, correct, to for another food and bev, for another year, for another Platt. thirty something thousand. Gotcha. Okay. No, I'm not no, gonna do right, that. Right. So they changed hands a number of times, different owners and all this stuff. Well, uh, big surprise for me, I got a thing in the mail. It's like, oh, uh, none of your scholarships were on our system, so you actually owe the full amount. Wow. And I was like, excuse me? Pardon? I couldn't have I chose this route because right. I couldn't pay the other one. So why would I why would right. you assume that I could pay thirty three thousand dollars? Well anyway, right. I'm still paying on that. And I will be until my son who's three will be seventeen. Just because I'm only paying you the minimum. Right. Because that's just part of my budgeting now. Right. Uh hundred and Ninety-seven dollars a month. Right. Um, until we get two hundred million dollars. Until they blockbuster out and just disappear. Well, you know, once we have our hundreds of millions for our pod, we'll just buy Platt College. Yeah. Yeah. And they can pay us. So, yeah, I just graduated, you know, and I'm super green. You know, I didn't know anything 
about the industry. You know, I, I read Anthony Bourdain books and, and watched Emeril Lagasse and, and all that. And, right. uh, got a job, museum cafe. Uh, I was like 18, 19 ish salad prep, you know, just chopping up vegetables, just, you know, whatever they needed me to do. And, uh, just seeing those characters, man, like we had people like the owner would hire like halfway house people, which is, right. which is great, you know, and, sure. but it's going to come with some baggage, Turns you know, out, uh, side yeah, they have, they have a life too. And they yeah. it tends to not they stay bring something to yeah. the table. So good. we, and I was like doing some prep work. I had to come on the the line, which in kitchen terms, like the line is like where the like saute station, the flat top, the the grill, the fryer. That's where all the hot foods coming out the line. Okay. So when you hear someone say, "I work the line," that's the hot where you're pumping out everything. I had to go over there to like prep something for my little salad station, like fry some parsnips or something, whatever. Um, so I'm standing there. I'm in my white chef coat, just you know. Um, I'd like a little chef toque, not the tall one, but like a little black one. Right. And, uh, all of a sudden, and this is like, I don't know, five thirty, six o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, this woman, she was a buster from halfway house, um, sprints in the back door and she's like, Oh my God. Oh my God. He won't leave me alone. And I'm just holding like, you know, like a, a metal bucket with paper towels to put the fried stuff in. And I'm like watching all this go down and she's like, running in freaking out and then all of a sudden this dude come comes in the back door um just obvious crackhead like right just tall just 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 like geeked up right and uh he's like where is uh where's trista at and uh so i'm standing there by the fryer and i'm like uh and i'm like hiding behind this like speed rack and the speed rack is like this big thing that you put sheet pans on like you see in a restaurant where it's like bread rolls and all that. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm standing there and he, uh, it's like, where's, where's Trista just like cussing her out. And she's like hiding behind the station where there's like soup and stuff over here. And, uh, the chef at the time, um, he was also on drugs uh, and he used to smoke speed in the bathroom. You'd find like pieces of foil all in the bathroom because he was freebasing off of the Mm. thing. And, um, so he's he's standing by me, and he's like, you know what, man, f this, and he, he grabs the chef knife from the station that I'm. It's me and him sitting next to one another, and he walks around the, to the pass, and it's just like, you need to get out of here to the guy holding a twelve inch chef knife, right. and then I see, and I'm standing like kind of cat a corner, so I can see, and he pulls the knife out of his back pocket, and I'm like. And I was like, uh, Tyler, uh, he just pulled the knife. Like I, I'm, I can see it. I can see it. And, uh, so right. But Tyler has a 12 inch chef knife. It's way bigger, you know? And, uh, so I not knowing what to do, I like grabbed a, uh, little small skillet from like the thing. And I look at Tyler and I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to help you. Like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but so like I dipped it in the fryer and filled it with Hot, hot oil. oil and i was like tyler you say the word dude this like guy all permanently toast him. Yeah. yeah but then the guy backed away and i like dumped it back in tyler's like you're promoted yeah. <laughs> like, he was like you have my back and you are a sous chef yeah i was like i'm i was like what do i i mean this guy's gonna pull a knife on you and just like grab it. i'm like i'm gonna throw Jeez. 350 degree oil on this guy right. say the word right he will be two-faced so he ended up backing out leaving and uh, this is how high on crack this guy was. Um, 
so there's like a little like window outside the back. Obviously, we locked the doors because right. it's also part of the museum. So we had some good right. security. Right. So we thought. So we thought um, until that day. He's just looking in the thing like this, like pacing back and forth, trying to find it. So then we. Is he doing a lot of like? A well, lot of he's just like he just like kind of like keeps peeking in. So we're like, well, now we call the police, right? right. Yeah. Uh, call the cops. Uh, we're on Robert S. Kerr, which is the same street as the police department. It's 30 seconds away. You can right. see it from... Yeah, they're just they're there. We're next right. door to the courthouse, and the police station's right there. Yeah, jail's not far So they right. come, and they're like, uh, they get there, and he's gone. And uh, so, like, we all go outside, because we kind of put dinner service on hold during all that. As one would. Uh, go outside, and they're like, where is this guy? And uh, I'm like... He's right behind that van, eight feet away from us. He's he's hiding. He keeps peeking out. out. And so the cops are like that sound like yeah he's um, the one that right keeps, behind that Astro yeah, van right yeah. there. Uh, so then they're they're like sir what do you? Long story short, he tries to run. They tase him, uh, and he just you know zaps out right on the concrete. And uh, that was my third month in the restaurant industry. And I honestly was like, I love this. This is this is this is me. This day. is right up my alley. I love these just insane. It's an insane yeah. job industry. You're around the the worst of the worst, but also the best people. Uh, you see all sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, I mean, it, it was just like, and that's that's one. That was my first. You know, I wasn't even there a year. Um, I've seen, I, I mean, if, if you have a story about, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of things. So, cause I've got, I've got pockets one of the things that was one of the best is so like before when I was getting ready for med school, I had the hiccups. It was terrible timing. Um, so I was out and, uh, shadowing this doctor and, uh, Does he know when you shadow? Or is it like a ninja? No, it's a literal shadow. I was League of Shadows, yeah. like Bane. You just are supposed to follow his steps without yeah. him knowing. Yeah, yeah. He was the uninitiated. You're like Haru from um, Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley. Exactly. Okay. That was me. Yeah. And so uh, they, they're getting this guy ready for surgery. He's going to have uh, spinal fusion. And uh, love that a, band. He's a biker. Spinal fusion. It's a great band. He's a uh, he's a bi- uh, biker. He's a big guy, intimidating, no neck. Mm. Um, motorcycle biker. Yes, motorcycle okay. bike. Not a not a cyclist. Not Lance. Not in the thick boy bike club. Not the not okay. Lance Armstrong. He's got both testicles. Yeah. He uh, and has cancer. <laughs> and he has cancer. He's a uh, he's he's a thick dude, but he's big, and he's got uh, what was that show? Remember the bike show? Like West Coast dad, Choppers, West, yeah, right? The dad with the handlebar yeah, yeah. mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that going on. It, anyway, West okay. Coast Choppers. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that sounds right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, because it was West Coast Customs was the shop. And so, uh, anyway, Paul Senior. Yes. He had that look going on. Anyway, so very polite, super nice guy. 
really nice to the nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, like not not what you'd expect. You know, came in in like full leathers, got undressed, all that stuff. Came yeah. into the operating room, still very polite. Mm-hmm. Goes through the procedure, everything's great, right? This was uh, the first time I got the awakening to like that that anesthesia hits everyone different. Mm-hmm. He wakes up. He starts cussing the nurses in ways I've never heard. Mm-hmm. Like just in, yeah. in g- general, you know, just calling them cunts and like sure. all yeah. the different things, right? And so uh, he, uh, the best part of what he started saying was uh, something about he was going to. Your audio is back on now. Is it back? Yeah. Okay. He, start, he starts cussing them all. He starts doing all this crazy crazy stuff, calling them crazy names, uh, telling them they're bitches and he's going to kill them and all this stuff. And the best part is because his spine they were fusing was right there in his neck. He had a lot of blood in his throat. Uh-huh. So he started spitting blood all over oh, them. Oh, great. Which is what you want, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like spitting it all over their faces. I'm just standing there watching this uh-huh. because I'm not allowed to intervene or do anything. Yeah. I just have to sit there and watch. And he's, Taking note. And they're like trying to intubate him at the same time because okay. he can't breathe. Sure. Which is an interesting, like, his vitals are going crazy while he's yelling. You're dying, sir. Stop dying. shooting yeah. blood on me. And he has no throat. And they're, like, trying to intubate. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's spitting it out and trying to bite and do all this stuff. Anyway, so finally they get him subdued, right? And everyone in there is covered in blood. He's out. He wakes up a couple hours later. This is after I've, like, bounced around. I come back to this. And he's like, so how'd it go? So are we good? Are we, yeah. Did it go Thank well? You guys. And they're like, you had a reaction. We all have hepatitis now. He was like, you yeah. kind of had a bad reaction. Yeah. And he was like, oh my God, what happened? Like he had no He's idea. He's like, I didn't say anything inappropriate, did I? And they were like, <laughs> you were a little combative. There's just a dead nurse in the corner. Right. He's just like, I. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they finally kind of explained it to him. And he was like, a gat. He was like, I'm so sorry. Which is just hey. such a weird thing to see this biker be like. He's just embarrassed. The bottom of my I'm heart, embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And you're like, did you not want to thrash me with chains while I drove? And he's like, no, I'm so sorry. No, that's. Uh... But yeah, that's how I learned that anesthesia hits everyone different. Was that this guy was. By an, I, I, I've had a few surgeries and I always, uh, and I have to tell the doctors apparently ahead of time that I come out of it faster. Like I wake up faster. So like the last one that I remember when I, I broke like a growth plate in my wrist or something playing like indoor soccer. And, uh, I remember I had to like go in and they put me under anesthesia. And when I came out, I came out, so they were wheeling me out of the room and I was like, what's going on? They're like, Oh, uh, you're not supposed to be awake yet. And I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, uh, what's like, we just finished. Like you're not supposed to be up yet. Am I early? Yeah, I was like, okay, and then uh, then I just dry heave puked everywhere because they're like, if you could go back to sleep. Yeah, they're like, okay, sh- sh- and yeah. put a pillow over my face, and that was it. <laughs> then that was all. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, everybody processes differently, and uh... well, and uh, you talk. I mean, I've I've got another one. Um, yeah, while ahead. while we're just, I've got I've got plenty. This one was. Uh, it was, I think, on the news at the time what happened. So, like, so again, this is all from Museum Cafe. Uh, we were on right next door to the courthouse. Like, literally, our patio was here, street, courthouse. 
So we just saw all kinds of, you know, nut jobs. But this one, one day during lunch, and our lunches were just super busy because all the – I would get all the jurors coming over, all the judges, everyone. Um, so it was packed lunch every day. And then one day, uh, one of my best friends was a bartender, um, and he was like, dude, come check out this guy at the bar. And so I, I came out, and this, is, this guy is sitting at the edge of the bar. And like we had like all of our bar was filled with like chihuly glass, like exactly. super expensive, like right. really, really nice. Yeah. Um, you just don't buy it. Like the it's chihuly. Um, right. And uh, so this guy's just like sitting at the edge of the bar, just like breathing so hard, just sweating profusely. Uh, and he has just, you know, definitely doesn't fit the museum. You He's know. not the crowd. Yes. That you're used to. Um, yeah, at all. And he's just breathing super hard, and he's just like looking around. He's like, "Oh, I'll just have a burger or something like that." And we're like, "Okay." I mean, you have to serve, right. you know, whatever, because you never know. And uh, shoot to five minutes later, police uh, charge in, uh, corner corner the man. Uh, That's why he was out of breath. Yeah, corner the man at the bar, um, and again uh, tase him uh, because turn, turns out. He uh, carjacked a woman not far, you know, right in front of the restaurant, which was by the police station, by the courthouse. Found out there was a baby in the back in the car seat and then dumped the car. And then police were, he knew they were chasing him. So he ran inside the museum to pretend he's just a regular patron. Mm. No, I just come here. I'm just sweating. And yeah, so he carjacked a woman. And they had to tase him and arrest him. And they slammed him up on the bar. And, like, we have, like, well-to-do people in there, you know, that are, like, screaming because he's yelling. There's pepper. It's just it was a mess. Um, And they dragged him out. And then uh, how to get back to lunch service, man. That was. uh, Get back to work. Well, and then, you know, in the same vein, I don't know if you know of the story of uh, Daniel Holtzclaw. The police officer, you've seen it. He was charged with raping all those uh, women, uh, minorities. He, it was all over the news, national news. Daniel Holtzclaw. Um, Was he like a guard? He was a cop. And uh, he would uh, arrest these women. Is this going to turn, he was your best patron? No, no. He would, uh, Daniel Holtz. Right here, uh, I'll just send it to you. And uh, how long ago was this? Um, twenty fifteen. <gasps> and uh, so yeah, he would basically what they came to find out he would target like you know uh, black women or women of color, and uh, you know arrest them, and then like he had their address, so he would sneak into their house at night to and be like, hey, if you don't want this to continue on, like we're gonna have do whatever and then it just went on and on come to find out he was doing that with tons of you know minority women well one of them worked for me she was my salad lady and it's all this came out on the news and i was like oh my god you're one of the victims and uh so like when that came out all the the story broke we had news cameras all over the museum cafe on our patio uh it was just like the biggest freaking thing ever. Like crazy. cameras everywhere. Cause then he, he obviously got sentenced to prison. He was right. a cop getting sentenced to prison. That's a death 
sentence yeah, right there. You're gonna be uh, for sure molested. But yeah, the the chick though that that was the victim, um, she used to wear these gigantic fake eyelashes. Um, and one of my cooks, uh, shout out to Donnell, he would always say they were like butterfly wings. Cause she would just like, she'd come straight from the club, like straight from the club come in at nine o'clock in the morning. Was she working or partying? Both. Okay. Uh, and huge eyelashes, super long fingernails. And then one day I was like, Hey, so Cardi B worked there. Yeah, very much so. Um, and I was like, you uh, cannot have those fingernails working in a restaurant because they're fake. And if they it's fall in the food, it's just it's gross. Problem, yeah. So she was just like, all right, then she started biting them off and spitting them on the floor like this. And uh, she did that. And I was like, okay, you're fired because you're, you're, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. I mean like what you're, you're done. You're committing a health violation. So a health yeah, violation. she, that was, she, called me a huge racist and said I'm something to the effect of like, I'm a slave driver. Was this in 2020? Right now. This was, yeah, 2015, 20, anyway. She was ahead of the But what she didn't know is like my entire staff is African-American and they are my best friends. Difficult to make that case. And so like my three favorite people who are working there, all African-American, basically ran up on this lady and was like, you stay out of Henry. Like I was like, right. he's like, he's the, like, you... his whole staff's black. Who are you calling racist? Like, what are you talking about? He had problem with one of them. And uh, yeah, she was like, you're a slave driver. And I was like, all right, well, bye. Like That's... that. And when you say something you like go. that, that makes him even more mad. Yeah. It's like, bye. Naturally. And uh, yeah, she tried to kind of get up and I had just like, eh. And they were just like, we're your bullshit blockers. And, and they just like, when you threw the hot grease. From the yeah, board. I wanted to, but then they had my back and they're like, I don't know what her problem was. And then, uh, I mean, one of the same people that, that were the servers there, I'm just going to roll into another story because it all just, wait, did she go on to become queen Latifah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was actually on, uh, the, the movie soul is oh, about her. Okay. Catch her in, uh, the, uh, equalizer, the new, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, one of the people that had my back though, and I'm not going to say her name cause I don't know if she's got some Wait, pause for one second. Okay. Continue story. Um, you get a coffee drink? okay. There's, they're in the, uh, in the thing. So yeah. Um, one of the ladies who had my back and I, like I said, I'm not going to say her name. Um, but we've been friends forever. We used to have this guy who would deliver produce to us. I worked for a produce company and he would, he would come all the time, drop off produce. And, um, you know, the woman I had checking it in, making sure like you get your produce delivery, they're going to check off romaine. Okay. I want them to look at it, see if it's good product. If we're not going to send it back, check everything. Well, they became kind of, you know, sweet on one another. Right. And, uh, so I was like, Oh God, you know, this true love story. Yeah. She's fallen in love and, With this one dude, and then it just kind of started getting weird because he was showing up when we didn't have deliveries, just like, hey, where's so-and-so at this? And just kept, he was calling, hey, I haven't heard from so-and-so, where is she at? And I was like, dude, listen, like, I don't know, but it sounds like to me she doesn't want to talk to you. Sounds like her body's in your trunk. Right, so what ended up happening is that she was coming in. She used to always open up for me, so she would, when I say open up, she'd come in, turn the ovens on, flat top, fryers, turn everything on, get prep stuff going. And uh, 
she, I was like, hey, uh, and this guy's name was Rod, because um, I don't care about him. Right. Um, I was like, hey, Rod's. It's a sweet name. Yeah, Rod's outside. Um, I told him that he's not supposed to be here. Um, so do you want me to call the police? So she goes, man, no, I, you know, I told his ass if, if I saw him again, I was going to mace him. I said, okay. So I poked my head. I was like, hey, Rod, uh, she said she's going to mace you if she sees you out here. And I'm, if I know her like I know her, because I've known her for several years, she's going to do it. She's going to do it 100%. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I'm not trying to hear that. Okay. All right. Um, you don't have to hear it. It's so lunch, you know, lunch, busy lunch starts, you know, around 11, usually done by 1.30. Um, so that's when it kind of dies down. So I was like, uh, hey, uh, Rod's still out there. She goes, okay, I told his ass. So she she goes out there, and I'm watching this out the, like, porthole of the right. of the kitchen. And uh, she's got her mace in her in her hand. And uh, she was like, I told his ass. I was like, I know you did. I know you did. I've heard you tell him several mm-hmm. times. This is on Robert S. Kerr, right. middle of downtown, police station, all that. Uh, she's walking to her car across the street, and he comes out, and she's just, just straight up right pepper sprays right him for three to five seconds just until he's just like, and yes. then she's like, go pick your ass up. And I was like, she told you she was going to do that. She told you a number of times. I told player. you she was going to do that because right. this lady does not she play. play. Yeah. No. If she says she's going to slap you in your face, she's going to slap you in your face. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, she, uh, straight up pepper sprayed this dude. And then, uh, her cousin, Actually, There's always a cousin. So their whole family kind of worked for me. Um, okay. Her cousin was was another one of the people that worked in the kitchen. Her, uh, and we'll just go ahead and say it. Her cousin is Mikey, who's going to be on our show. He's going to be coming in. Yeah, uh, Mikey M two B. He's going to be a guest. We're going to have soon. Uh, so they're all related, right? right. And uh, this one, who I'm, I'm, and again, I'm not using any names of of the perps right 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 uh because we're on crazy stories i just you know she uh she had a problem with some dudes you know all these dudes are always trying to holler at these these ladies and they were at a cookout one day and she just kept saying this guy you know step off like i'm not trying to have it get off yeah. me and all this well yeah. he, he wasn't listening and uh she jabbed him several times with a uh barbecue fork you know those long ones that oh, you that you carving? Long, yes. Yeah. Um, stabbed, stabbed him. How'd that go? Uh, then ran inside to their house. Uh, her mom threw it in a bucket of bleach to get rid of all the blood and so fingerprints, yeah. and never had any problems. Wow, old mom really coming. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's kitchen families. You know that's, we uh, we all got our each other's backs. You gotta you gotta bleach it. Yeah, and. Uh, that's that's three stories that happened in two years, and I worked there for ten. Yeah, that's uh, most of my better stories are either from school or it's from like the places I worked when I was in high school and college were really boring. Like nothing ever happened. It was like sure, yeah, you're working with accountants. And yeah, a little bit happened. of a different demo. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever I made the bold move to quit medical school to become a golfer, mm-hmm. which not turns out most people don't do that. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know that. I thought Tiger was a 
than pediatrics. Yeah, you would think, you know, linear. It's the medical school and the PGA Tour. Yeah. But I went the other way. Okay. Um, yeah. So Ernie Els, was he not a he was gyno? Not, he was not. He, okay. uh, not here. Okay. Yeah. Maybe in East. What happened Eastern to that guy? Ernie? Uh, he's on the Champions Tour. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Poor Ernie. He would have been number one in the world if not for Tiger. I think a lot of people would have been number one <laughs> if not for Tiger. Ernie Els was like, he finished second place to Tiger so many times in so many times. Yeah, he was just good enough. He was, but good then enough it's like, oh, he's not a phenomenal to be athlete. Than else, yeah, but not good enough to be better than Tiger. Yeah, yeah, Tiger is a he's a freak. Yes, but uh, well, yeah, no. Uh, whenever I started playing golf and doing that all the time, you meet lots of interesting people. Mm-hmm. Um, who have lots of interesting ideas. Sure. And, you know, there's always fun stuff. Like, for instance, whenever our club, uh, I'll just leave the club name out for now, um, would have their member guest tournament every year. It was a big deal. So much so that, like, um, basically what would happen is everybody knew they would drink so much. Pebble Beach was the club, right? Pebble Beach. It's the one. And uh, we would switch between there and Torrey Pines. Yeah. And uh, they, they knew the member guys was such a big deal. What they would do is they would actually rent the highest class RVs and park them on the actual site in mm-hmm. the parking lot. So they would never have to leave because they knew they would be so drunk. Sure. They yeah. couldn't drive home. Yeah. Just hang out. On yeah, the property. exactly. And then so they would drink all day and then drink all night and then wake up and drink all day and drink all night. Mm-hmm. And that would go on for four or five days. And, uh, but anyway, so the best was, uh, we, we had some friends and we'd go out there and play and, uh, basically everybody'd be getting drunk and then he'd be like, who wants some Coke? Uh huh. And at first everyone was like, Coke. Oh, Larry. That's hilarious. Talking about the blow again. And then he had Coke. Yeah. And then people would start doing Coke. Now, I, I of course, had prescribed Adderall at the time, yeah. so I didn't need Which Coke. is probably stronger than whatever he was. It's probably much better. Cut stuff he had. Yeah, not know? whatever the baking soda. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who wants to do baby laxatives? Who wants to do this? Yeah. But, so that would be like the typical sort of what you don't expect at country clubs is like people are like, you, you want Coke? And you're well, like, actually, I, I do expect that at those places. I guess so. Yeah. To some degree. But that was that was most of my experience with like. But it's weird to just offer it up like that. It is weird how open it was. Yeah. And openly accepted. Um, but yeah, it, it is strange to me that golf is this, this sport that is viewed as like. Uh, sort of like a, a better than you kind of thing. Like yeah. they're rich and that's, sure. you know, it's exclusive mm-hmm. and all these things, but it's also, it's actually just like the biggest form of degeneracy because it's all about gambling. Well, it's accepted. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's all about drugs and like everyone smokes cigars, smoking cigars everyone and drinking drinks. booze. Everyone's a lot of people smoke yeah. weed. Yeah. A lot of people it's like bowling. There's several people who do Coke. Yeah. Uh, which probably might help you. A lot of people pop pills of all kinds. Uh I'm trying to think of what the weirdest thing is I ever saw. You probably didn't see a lot of like, there were probably any at that point. Now there probably is, but like psychedelics, like no one's trying to get in a flow state, you know, microdosing. Never saw any like heroin because that takes you Yeah, you can kind of nod off when you're trying to tee off. You don't want that. Um, Not a lot of ketamine. Probably. No, not no. a lot of cat. I got uh, stuck in a K-hole on the 18th hole. I can't leave. Cannot get out of it. Yeah. 
Yikes. Uh, just in my metaphysical form. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Nobody was doing meth. Not a lot of the well, harder. I never saw anybody do meth. Amphetamines. Right. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe but not meth. Yeah. Crystal ice. I just had ice. Yeah. No crank on no, the field. No. But yeah, yeah. The the more the upper tier of drugs for sure. Yeah. The like, the white collar drugs. The nicer cocaine. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, I didn't. The, most of my stories are are people just like, hey, let me just bump up real quick, and then I can tee off on this part mm-hmm. three. And I'm trying to think. Um, we had uh, one one of the crazier things is when I was out playing one day, we were walking in this group, and it was on a Friday, and there were guys who always played on Friday for money. Mm-hmm. It was a money game. And everybody put in 20 or 40 bucks sure. or whatever. And in the end, it was usually 30, 30 to 35 people playing. So you get a pretty good pot. Mm-hmm. And so we go play, and uh, one of the Fridays that we were doing that uh, ended up being there was a tornado, mm. and it actually touched down, and it was like right there, and uh, we kept playing. Yeah, I actually have video of it on my phone. I'm uh, just uh, uh, limb like two limbs hook came, echo coming yeah. around the corner. Yeah, two limbs came down like next to us. Uh, finally, we ran. I I have video of me running up to the clubhouse because like stuff was coming down and we we're like we should probably leave yeah ended up taking shelter inside the uh clubhouse and then because uh, there was nowhere else to go and they don't have a basement so we were screwed it's and, not like the alamo uh, there's no yeah. basement nope nope daniel boone was there mm-hmm. and uh, everyone was pretty drunk and tornado passed it's, it's such a, a shame that no one, in, you know, during a storm, they're not holding metal rods in the air. Right. I know. Well, um, you know what you do if you're on a golf course and there's lightning? Do you know what club to hold in the air? No. You hold up a one iron. Do you know why? Because not even God can hit a one iron. Classic, Classic golf joke. And that's what, uh, no, that's uh, the tornado passed. A couple of trees went down and we went out and finished. Yeah. So that's you do. Oklahoma. Yeah. We were like, was like, we're good in tornadoes, but when there's ice, just everything shuts everyone down. Everyone dies. Yeah. yeah. Everyone dies. Everyone dies in ice. No, it's uh, spinning whirlwinds of death. That's fine. Spinning whirlwinds of death. That's what they call it. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's, what's the guy, Mike, uh, the news, the weather guy, Mike Morgan. Mike Morgan. Yeah. It was Mike Morgan. What were the other one's names? Uh, Gary England. Gary England. Yeah. Uh, Ogle, does he do one of them? All no, the Ogles do something. Nose, he's a news guy. You know, I played a golf tournament with Kent Ogle. Um, Which one is he? He's the. They're all tall, right? Right. He's not Kelly, who's the My Two Cents guy or whatever. Okay, but they all look kind of the same with that kind of crappy haircut. Yep. And Kent and I, we played in a golf tournament, and he's a super nice dude. Okay. Yeah, uh, we just talked the whole time. He and I both shot shit scores, mm-hmm. uh, but we just had fun talking yeah. the whole time. And. Uh, I forgot which news guy it was. I remember seeing him completely obliterated at Quill Creek one day. Like, we went there for lunch at school. Yeah. And uh, this dude, I forget his name, but he was on the TV all the time, just just barely walking. And yeah. it was like 12.30 on a Wednesday. I believe it. Like, yeah, that's what he does during the week, because uh, he does stuff in the morning. Yep. And then just uh, gets blackout. I'd probably do the same. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, he... Uh... When we played at we played at uh, what's that? Oak tree. Uh-huh. 
and it was tough. And yeah. Yeah. So he he hurt his back, and then I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to shoot like a 90, so I don't care. Mm. So we just talked. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, too. Like, you know, all my stories, like yours, were, yours are, are in a more professional vein. Again, different demo. Mine are strange, but yours are mine are violent. Yours are much more Um, fun than mine. Mine are like, hey, this guy did coke, and you're like, yeah, people do coke. This guy, yeah, coke. It's the restaurant industry. That's called, you know, lunch break. That's morning. The walk in. Yeah. Uh, no, there is, and and we're gonna have him on uh, M2B. This this story, one of the two I'm about to tell, both involve him, and we'll talk about them again when he's on. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest fights I've ever seen. Uh, in my entire life, uh, so we had Mikey M2B, uh, Mikey Two Blunts, uh, shout out Garden Oaks Shotgun. Shotgun um, so M2B, uh, I don't know what they represent. How do you do the hands for Shotgun? Groups? I'm I'm afraid to even throw them up because I, I don't know. Um, he'll show us when he comes on. He'll know. Um, but so Mikey, and this has been Mikey's been my dude forever. Um, with this, this guy, Lee, who's also a good friend of mine still, uh, he's from Sierra Leone. Um, his name was, uh, blood diamonds, Bosco Amadou Lee. And, uh, he, he, it depends on when you'd ask him. Sometimes he's from Jamaica. Uh, sometimes he's from Sierra Leone. That's better. Uh, but he was just. I think he was just a black guy from like England, right? <laughs> you were had get, that kind of like. I think he was just a black guy from Oklahoma. No, he had, he had like a an accent that wasn't like you know it was some sort of European something. So, so I Elon think he was Musk, just. You can't place yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so like they, Mikey and Lee got into it. Lee was like one of our top servers. You know, he could make a bunch of money. He knew how to talk to people. His accent and all this, and Mikey was just a you know table runner, busser, all that. And uh, they got into it one day, and uh, they just started, like, getting real loud in the kitchen. Like, you know, I thought it was a joke at first. Like, they're just messing around. And right. It, they weren't. And it uh, started getting louder and louder. And somebody was like, hey, y'all need to go outside or something because, like, we can't be doing this. We're busy in here. Right. Like, y'all want to go fight? Go fight outside. Yeah. So they, like, bust outside to the back door. Again, location is police station jail right. We're right there these two fools are this is in you know 4 30 in the afternoon right on like a tuesday or wednesday full-on square up and are fist fighting in the middle of the street on robert s kerr uh an african dude and then mikey are just like you know squaring up throwing the weirdest punches i've ever seen because mikey was i think I've been drinking gin all day, and Lee was just wild anyway. And then they're throwing these weird punches, and I remember, like, Lee, the African dude, goes to, like, karate kick Mikey. Mikey grabs his leg, like, throws him on the ground, and then Mikey picks up, like, this, like, two-by-four. They just found it, like, the <laughs> bank across the street. There, yeah. And they just start swinging it at each other. And then at, they're just they're fighting, like, this insane fight. And then at the whatever happened, they just stopped. And like shook hands and were like, "Are we done?" Are we? And then just came back in and we did dinner service. It was a duel. Yeah, I was like, "Mikey, what the hell was that about?" He goes, "I'm just talking crazy, man. Show him what's up." And I was like, "Okay, that's insane." <laughs> and then they're still friends after that. I was like, "You guys just..." He goes, "I don't know, man." I was like, "You're just talking noise." Sometimes you just swing a, you know, 
Yeah, he's swinging a two by four a on Robert S. Kerr downtown. Yeah. I'm like, you are wanting to go to jail again yeah. or what? Yes. Yeah. Not afraid. No, but that's uh when you don't fear when you don't fear jail. No, and again, I, I cannot wait to have Mikey on because uh, this dude is so funny. Um, you know, he posts now that we're his managers. Yeah, we're his um, managers. But that's MTV, man. Um, Mikey would always say preparation plus opportunity equals success. He didn't have much to say, but when he would he would, he would say it, he would come profound. in he would come in drunk and yeah. just say prepar and he'd hold his preparation plus opportunity equals success. And then he would just go to eat his like ketchup and onion jalapeno sandwich. That's funny. Uh, I like that. You know, John Daly always said caffeine plus nicotine equals protein. <laughs> I like that. So yeah. He also um, said uh, the reason he was always fat, you know why? Because you can't pull fat. That's why he's never injured. There you go. So okay. I love just watching John Daly because he just plays barefoot now, doesn't he? Yeah. Sometimes he's shirtless. This guy that I know went and played golf with him. They like flew on a private jet. He posts all these pictures of him just kicking it with John Daly and like he played 18 with no shoes on yeah, and just crushed every ball. Yeah. It was completely care. wasted. Yeah. I was like, that's incredible. That's, that's an athlete. That's what I used to do in the summertime. When uh -huh. It gets super hot when it was like 105. Yeah. Uh, me and a couple of my buddies would play. We would, I would just go out there and it would be so hot. I was like, I have to take my shoes off. Yeah. And I would just take my shoes off and play. And honestly, I think I played better. Well, yeah, I bet that grass, because it's so manicured, I bet it, feels it felt great. real good. It feels great. Yeah. You just have to, I'd sunscreen the shit out of my white feet. Yeah, I would yeah, just sit there yeah. and spray until it was like a nice film on my foot. Back in, when you and I used to play golf, I mean, I played golf with like Jimmy and all those guys like every day. And I remember just my left hand would be white for my glove. Mine's still like my hands are pretty white right now. This one is like it doesn't matter yeah. what I do. It's still. I mean, I haven't played golf in since before you got married. Yeah. I remember playing golf with you guys. Yeah, that was the last time I played golf. We're gonna play golf all this summer. Okay, deal. That's I live right by Hefner. That's literally Hefner's one. I know it's. Like it's easy. Course. It's one of my favorite courses. Yeah. I love Hefner both South Hefner. was the easiest one. I love both. Right, because then Lincoln had East and West, right? Yeah. Hefner's North and South. North and South, and South is easier than. West. Yeah. Yep. South, there's like no trees, just yep. straight lines. Yep. Winds with you more. Yeah. Yep. Go by that one hole where that dude sells those used balls over <laughs> by the fence. Yeah. Yep. I guess he still does that. I mean, I, I haven't think. seen him in a while. I'm not sure he's alive. I used to just play there with Jimmy uh, for money because he was much better than me. Right. But I could get into his head. Right. Well, you just get him to give you strokes, and then you get in his head. Yeah, and then and I would just – I got him to smash his driver on a tree. Right. And I would just wreck his mind. Yeah. Because I was like, you're way better than I am. Yeah. But I'm decent, right. and I can get in your head. There's a fairly easy. There were two guys I played. One of the guys I used to always play with was one of the guys he had played on uh, PGA tour in Canada and in okay. Latino America. Latinx. And then uh, Latinx. Yeah. And then uh, one of the other guys I played with, he played in college and he's real. They're both very, mm -hmm. very good golfers. Uh, but they had played together before. And the guy who was the pro could get in the head. Of the uh -huh. guy who was in college. And I, I kid you not. I'd seen the guy who played in college play some of the best golf I'd seen. Yeah. I mean, really great golf. He would fall to pieces when uh -huh. he would get around this guy because he could get in his head. I mean, he would just nonstop. That was all I had. And that was, he would try to get in my head. And I was like, what do you do? Like, do you know how much I'm in my Good own luck. head? 
Yeah. I'm my biggest problem. Yeah. You can't be my problem. My head's like the guy that on that Batman movie where you throw that bag over his head and he sprays that stuff in your face. and then Yeah, Scarecrow. Scarecrow. Yep. That's my head. That's me too. It's a dangerous place. That's like, I will, I will rattle. I, I still have remembered. I played around. I rattled off uh, in nine holes. I had seven birdies, uh, six of them in a row. And then I got to the back nine. And I was like, let's course record this shit. And I didn't get another birdie, and I had several bogeys. I mean, it's just my own head yeah, just where crumble. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to ruin this for myself. And the back's way easier than the front sure. at where I used to play. So you're like, so I like, got this. Yeah, it was like easily. Smooth sailing from here on easily out. Easily we're shooting 62. Uh-huh. We shot nowhere near. 78. Yep. And so, yeah, that is exactly what happened. Well, yeah, and like I was also trying to think of like, like crazier stories. Like I, you know, I've seen, I've seen some wild stuff. Um, but like, I've also my favorite memories, which are still crazy stories. They're not violent or anything, but like cooking for like, uh, like celebrities. Um, my favorite one, obviously I I cooked for, um, Steven Tyler for, from Aerosmith. Yeah, I have a nice. picture of him. Oh, yeah, saw, you told me that. Yeah. He saw, I still have it at my house. So, like, I had – he signed the menu. So, like, starting over. So, like, we're – I think Aerosmith was going to play at, like, the Chesapeake Arena or something. Right. I didn't know, you know. And uh, we're just, like, doing lunch service. It's, like, a Friday or something. No, it was a – it was a Friday, yeah. And uh, one of my buddies, Dustin, he's a server. He comes in. He's like, hey – uh Steven Tyler's here. I was like, who? who's that? Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> so I'm like, he's like, and he wants to talk to you. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, you're making this. So I like peek right. out and I'm like, Steven That's Tyler's Steven really Tyler. out there. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, he wants to talk to the chef. I'm like, Oh my God. Like right. what, what do you, what do I even, say I'm not prepared to do this. Yeah. So I like go out there and it's Steven freaking talk, like right. the like, is your daughter yeah. with you? I'd like to Yeah, I was first. like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Right. And he's just like, Hey man, uh you made this menu? And I was like, Yes. He's like, You you wrote all the recipes, you I was like, I did all of this. He goes, Man, that's incredible. He like signs it, like so good, yum, and like get our picture and all this is his PR people. Like, here's his cell phone. Like, I'm like, that's not his cell phone number. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Gonna... Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll write that. I'll take that down. Uh, and then he's like, what's your cell phone number? And I couldn't remember. Yeah, I was I just like, I, I gave him the wrong number. Because I was like, I don't even know. I don't even, I'm not prepared to talk away. to you. Yeah. And uh, so, like, he, he loves everything and, like, all that. And then I'm like, man, he leaves. I'm like, that was the craziest day I've ever had in my life. Next day, uh, it's 930 in the morning. We open at 11 right. for, for lunch. Uh this girl server comes back. She's like, Hey, there's some guy trying to get in the revolving door. It's 930. She's like, we're not open yet. So do I tell him to leave? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, we're not open. I like uh, Steven Tyler with his dog. You're like, let him in. And I was like, what are you doing? You don't know who that is. She was like, well, he looked, I was like, let him in. Right now. Well, he has a dog. I'm like, let him in. It doesn't matter. He, who cares? It's Stephen Tyler. He does what he wants. So he, she's like, but we're not open. I was like, I don't care. He's let the guy come in. And so he comes in. He's just like, I'm like, hey, man, good to see you. He's like, man, I had to come back. You know, he, he's like, you, can I come back to your kitchen? Check it out. I'm like, uh, yeah. Hell yeah. So the dude walks back to the kitchen and just like 
talks to my whole staff. He's like, hey, man, I love what you guys are doing. I used to work in a restaurant back in the day. And my whole staff's like, I was like this is Steven Tyler. Tyler. Right. And he just comes back, talks to everybody, uh, goes back and sits down. And we have no servers that are ready because right. it's an yeah, hour and a half for right So I'm talking to him. I was like, hey, man, um, man what do you want? Like, I'll, I can make whatever. Yeah. You know, he goes, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm here before you're open. So I'm like, whatever's easiest. You can just do some, like, dry toast and some over medium eggs and some potatoes like done uh all right so i like go back i'm like cooking him two meals in a row right i was like this is the most insane right and no one and so i called zach baker because that's his idol right and i was like zach get down here now he's here he's here, he's here. like this is your this is your god is... come here now and so zach's just like puts down the phone like running and, I, and then steven tyler leaves because he was staying at like the uh Cold cord or something like a, a little bit away, and I just see Zach Baker sprint across the window of the museum cafe, trying to chase down <laughs> Steven like, Tyler. His security takes down. Zach. Um, but yeah, no, that was the, that was like the craziest story for me of cooking for somebody. I mean, I, I cooked for Bill Maher a couple times. Yeah. Uh, that dude has the most. Like every time he'd come to town, he'd uh, he'd order sea bass uh no salt no pepper poached so just you dip it in water right just basically just boiling it no maybe. no salt no pepper uh with a whole lemon cut in half so just lemon juice that's it but he wanted to squeeze it so it's just bland fish with lemon. no seared no caramelization nothing just poached fish lemon and then a baked potato no salt no pepper no butter and i'm like what are you doing what and I tried to like cut the potato cool to like, I'm like, no, no, no. He wants it just, he just wants plain. Potato. I was like, so this guy just wants food. Like, this is terrible. Yeah. And it's like, man, like he goes town to town. Like that's what he's eating. Just like the most bland food. And then like shoot to, um, doesn't it seem like he's getting enough nutrients. I mean, yeah, it's just potato. Potato has like not, not that much yeah. of anything. But like no season, nothing. Just, just, just filler. Yeah. Um, Cause then like the other one, uh, we would always do, uh, all the dinners, whether it's on site, off site at their house, whatever for, for Westbrook. Yeah. Um, all the time. Like he was, he was like who he went to for dinners. And so I'd like have to make menus for, for Russell and you know, he was allergic to shellfish or didn't like it, but like. I'd make all these things and we'd have like the best scotch and, you know, Johnny Walker, blue, black, all those things. And then, so we'd have this huge spread of everything. And then what does Russell want every time is just like uh, pineapple juice with vodka or Sprite. So we had like this whole like menu. He's like, I don't want any of this stuff. This is weird. Right. Pineapple juice, something sweet, um, no shellfish. And if you could fry it, that'd be great. <laughs> like, okay, sure. Not about health, it's about what I want. Yeah, and then, you know, not to mention, I'm sure he's just on some sort of, like, strict regimen. Yeah. But that's, yeah, Museum Cafe, man. It was uh, it was a great experience just cooking for the social elite. Yeah. Um, Get to see a whole other world. Yeah, I, I, I did William H. Macy. Uh, yeah. Cooked for him for lunch a couple times. They were doing some sort of movie um not shameless no uh him and then the girl who starred in little house on the prairie she would come in okay 
I don't know her name, but everyone yeah. else did. They're like, oh my God, it's her. Um, and then one time, what was his name from the Thunder who had the like birthmark on his hair? He was tall. Um, not Schroeder, not the little guy, but like the big one. Hashim Thabit? Thabit, yeah. yeah. So this dude one time, we used to have on Thursday nights, we'd have the rooftop open. Uh, we'd have live music and all this stuff. And he came up there and he had his posse and I had my chef coat on. So he's like, you must be the chef. Mm-hmm. Good, good eye. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, man, uh, can you, uh, I need you to get me a drink. I'm like, not to be like, I don't do that. I'm yeah, a chef. But I was I like, sure, what, what do you want? A, you know, yeah. sure. I want a double, he said, I want a double Ciroc uh, on the rocks. This is when Ciroc was cool. Right. You know? right. I want a double Ciroc Did on he? the rocks. Um, and then whatever my homeboys want, and I'll, I'll get you when you when you get up here. Okay, sure. I don't take bar orders, but I'll, you know whatever you. I'll do it. So I go down. And I'm like, hey, uh, to beat once, Ciroc, you know. So I like I'm taking three drinks up. I'm not a server. I'm not right. Bring it up, and I uh, give it to him. He slides me like he does one of those handshake money things. Yeah. I don't look at it because I'm like this is probably gonna be a hundred right. or fifty. Right. It was I I get it and take it back and look. It was a ten dollar bill. And I was like, excuse me, sir, that doesn't cover your that drinks. That doesn't cover the drinks. That doesn't all. cover one. Yeah. You ordered a double Ciroc on right. the rocks. I was like, you still owe me like forty bucks. Right. Oh man, you really about to sweat on that? I was like, Well, you, you didn't pay for it. You have to pay for your what do you, food and drink. What do you want me to do? Don't say I did anything. Right. You didn't pay for the stuff that you bought. Right. And that's a, even that as a tip is not enough. Right. So and then it was just the whole thing. Well, my boys are going to have to pay. I was like, you know what? Forget it. Right. I'll buy it. Right. I'll buy your drinks. Yeah. I'll buy a, an NBA athlete. I their roll drinks. harder than you do. Yeah. I'll pay for your stuff. How about that? And uh, then he wasn't re-signed. <laughs> so I think I had a call in been. on that. Yep. Yeah. He was a huge. What is he doing now? Nothing. I don't think he's not the in the ABA. ABA. No. He was an enormous disappointment is what he was. Yeah. I agree. And he went on to more of that, to as nothing. far as I know. Yep. Um, let's take a quick bathroom break. Let's do it. We back. We are back. Yeah. So many, so many stories. Yeah. So many things. I've, I've desecrated human corpses. Yeah, you were just telling me about that. Yeah, that we was. decided not to post that. Yeah. That's just called medical school. It got dark. Did you at medical school? Did you do the cadavers? Mm-hmm. What they look like? Dead people. I mean, like were they fat, skinny, white, black, so bald? Our lab. Do cadavers had, have hair? They do. We had fourteen. I want to say fourteen different ones, and uh, they ranged from male to female. Turns out that was as far as it ranged. There were no there's only genders. two. There were only two genders huh. in our lab. But what about? Nope. Okay. That was it. And Strange. they were fat and skinny. Okay. Old, mostly old. Not really a lot of young ones that don't. All natural causes. Yeah, I don't think there was any that didn't. No gunshot die of, wounds to the face. Nope, none of those. Uh, I don't think there were any ODs. Yeah, I think it was all old strokes, heart attacks, you know, that old chestnut. Yeah. And 
Yeah, so then you get to do things that sort of disillusion you, like you, you know, just cut open some skin and just start carving those nerves out of the fat. You know, just. So who does the initial cut? Like, are they already cut when you get them? You do it. You do all of it. But the blood's all gone. They drain the blood. Yep. Okay. Blood's all gone. You cut open the skin, like you're, you know, there's a whole like, they give you an outline of like, hey, today's you're doing chest so we're going to cut from here to here and then from here to here and then pull the skin back. are their eyes closed i mean as long as you want them to be you can cut them no, eventually we get go. to the eyes and we cut those open and everything you cut them open the eyeballs mm-hmm. that's nuts yeah cut out the heart cut out the brain uh, do you have like a bone saw yes it's nuts. Then uh, that was the probably the most disturbing day was like, so we had done. Does anyone cry or like say, I can't do this? Some people have to step out. P words. P words. Some people, uh, one of the hardest days was they take the penis on the males. That was the hardest day? The hardest. Nice. Yeah. Blue chew. Yeah. And so they take that and they take a scalpel and they'll cut from the top and they'll slice it in half all the way down the shaft mm. and then you take it and peel it open like that like you a can, banana huh? you can look all inside there uh another of the hardest probably the weird the way well, yeah probably the for me even worse than the penis day was uh they will take we're not talking about church camp no this is not can't okay. talk anymore okay yeah, yeah no no for penis day they uh that was a fun day but uh they do a day where like you're going to try to get into all the nerves and everything down in that region. Mm -hmm. And so what they have to do is they'll cut off one of the legs. And so they'll cut basically like a, like a 45 degree, like they'll cut down the pelvis and then a 45 degree off to the, towards the hip and everything. And they'll cut all the way through it, which means you're also cutting through like the rectum and everything. Yeah. And that's not something that's totally empty. The BH. Right. Yeah. And so that's not totally empty. So there's plenty in there, but it's old. It's been there for <sighs> a while. Petrified. Yeah. yeah. And so they'll pull that leg away and then the shit falls out, which is the medical <sighs> term. And uh, I told them to clean that up before I get here. And they just take that leg off there like that. And where does that leg go from there? Uh, it'll, it's set next to the body. Where do they trash it with the... Where, where does it go? Do they throw it, Where do those bodies go when you're done? Incinerator? Or, or? Yeah. Okay. Eventually. But for, for a long time, it's just sitting there and you zip it back up in the body bag okay. when you're done. And like for a long time, the leg just sits there. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to learn all the nerves. Sure. And whatever. Yeah. And there, this is, this almost seems, it almost seems like body desecration in a way, because basically what they'll try to do is they try to trick you. So, like, in other words, like, you know, if you have nerves that run, let's say, right through here mm-hmm. on your forearm, they, and if it's on the underside of your forearm, they will, as you're dissecting all this and you're, you're pulling it out of the fat and the tissue to try to get to the nerves, they'll take it and they'll pull it through the other side mm. and they'll pin it right there. So it looks like it's the nerve on the top side of the arm, but it came from the bottom side. Right. And they'll try to quiz you on that. So that you, but like, how gross does this look? (laughs) And they won't, you can't touch it or move it. So, like, on the test, the arm will be sitting like that, like, with like, you know, face up or whatever, and and it'll be pinned down. And they'll say, What's this nerve? And you'll be like, I don't, it's gross. I don't know. 
they they do that in surgery too. Uh, later, they'll take it and they'll like during surgery, mm-hmm. they'll have you know just a small incision and they're sure. working through, and they'll just pull a nerve out and they'll go, "What's that?" And you're like, "I don't know. I can't see where it's running out." Yeah. Let me dig my fingers into there and check it out. And they're like, well, you got to know. And you're like, uh, Pudendal. And they're like, not even close. Like, okay. Yeah, I knew I knew Pudendal. Pudendal. Like he went to school with that kid. Pudincha. Yeah. yeah. He won the spelling bee, I he think. He was Indian, yeah. 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 He was a Patel. Yeah. Pudendal Patel. <laughs> yeah. He won the script spelling bee. Yes. Pudendal. And his parents owned hotels. Yeah. That was what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, – no, that's the sort of disturbing things they do to you. Uh, like that was one of those things that I, I think at the time I never really thought was that weird. And then when you look back, you're like – I literally think about it all the time. Like I have desecrated a corpse. Yeah. I mean I don't think there's a better way but to put it. But it smells weird. I still had several – so like they, t- they would tell you – like, don't wear stuff you like into the it's lab. It smells like dead bodies. Because it smells like form, formaldehyde. Formaldehyde, yeah. And uh, at first I was like, does it though? Whatever. And uh, after I'd worn a couple of shirts a few times, like, uh, it doesn't necessarily smell like it when you first put it on. If you sweat in the shirt at all, uh-huh. it will smell exactly like dead bodies. Okay. So I've had that because I kept them for a little while and I was like, oh, I'll work out in them. And yeah. Dead bodies. Turns out you smell like a dead body. Hey, look at this. Uh, I, I get these weird texts all the time from this. Uh, here's a random Gmail account sent to 20 people. Uh, want great sex with a handsome male that is caring? Join here. Huh. I bet they get a lot of response because they're caring. Well, yeah, that's what I care about is that I want to know they care about me. Don't just turn and burn. Well, yeah. I don't want to. I want to cuddle. Well, Send that to our no it's fine podcast at gmail. <laughs> we'll respond. Yeah. We're interested. Mm-hmm. It does it's backslash Alyssa. I found it interesting that I said that that was her name and then I just got that message that right. was backslash Alyssa. So mm-hmm. thank you, CIA. Yeah. That's uh I appreciate your feedback. That's the algo. Yeah. Coming at us. Okay. Well that I, happened the other day, by the way. What did? I was talking to my the algorithm. Mom. I was talking to my mom literally in the car about uh, that I was getting these weird text messages. And she goes, you know what I've been getting? I've been getting sexts. And I said, excuse me? And she said, yeah, sex. Your dad won't stop. He, this fucking guy. Yeah. 70 Gross. years old and he still wants it. No, it uh, immediately, uh, not two minutes after she said that, I got a sex text message from some random Gmail account to 20 people. Mm. It was like, if you want good sex. I wonder who bites on those things. Click here. Like who's like, Hell yeah. Oh, finally. Finally. Been I messaging this person. These 19 other people do. Surely they didn't mean to send it to everyone. No. Good thing I'm in. I'm here. Definitely not. I bet there are singles in my area. Yeah. Singles in your area. Yeah. Hot shingles. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed those stories. <clears throat> I did too. We're going to have to do, we have some great conspiracies. Yeah, I just need to, I want, I'm ready to get in on that, but I want to save that for when we have that new 4K camera, which we, we have it. It's in the studio right it. now, but I didn't get the memory card. Oh, and we're going to, we're going to get the software fixed. And the software. But we're going to get it all fixed, so hopefully next time. Yeah. It'll be up and running. Yeah, that will be. It only took us, what, 
six or seven episodes. That That's long. pretty fast yeah. to get a brand new camera, get it all up and running. Yeah. So we'll be profesh. Yeah. We just need all you guys out there to spread the word. Like, subscribe, yep. share. Yep. All the things. Commit. Just Please commit. Commit to it, guys. We're committed. You know, we'll see you in the basement. Yeah. The uh we have a Patreon. I don't know, we're we're gonna build it out more. I think once we get the camera up and running and once Yeah, because it'll be we'll do some other clips, some you yeah. know. We'll fill that out a lot more once I'm here because we'll be able to shoot a lot more. Yeah. So, so the Patreon just, will come much more in that area. So that when you're done commuting from Tulsa. Yeah. So I'm, I'm selfish. Yeah. yeah. Babies, Tulsa. Yeah. yeah. Come on. What's next? What's next? Snow. Get over it. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, soon. Anyway, I had fun. I did too. Um, yeah. I think it's thawing out outside. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to ready to get home. Yep. Ready to chill. Yep. All right. Are we All done? Right. I think we're good. All right. Bye. Peace.